Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, it's fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. It is Roycey Unchained, and last two weeks, Patrick, I feel you've been particularly unchained. So are you are you feeling unchained this week or a little bit more? Uh, I'm feeling a little remorse, uh, more morose about uh, what's going on in our uh, in our fair uh, yeah. cities right now. But fair enough. I have been contemplating this morning my A Rod stance. Now I believe that A Rod is a complete fraud. <laughs> And he's a liar, a proven liar. You know, you, you could say, like Billy Martin said, one of, them's a, one, of them's a, one of them's a liar and the other's convicted. But this said, and I, you know, even Mrs. Ricey has turned on him because she doesn't like him on Shark Tank. She uh, she liked him on the other thing that he when he was uh, supposedly helping poor people get their finances together. Yes. That was a little reality show. Yep. But she doesn't like him on Smart Shark Shark Tank because he's he's the most smug guy of those smug oh, rich yeah. guys, and then he never gives anybody any money. He right. never. She says he never like takes the plunge. He just bs's. <laughs> he's like most athletes. He doesn't want to spend his money, right? But. That said, <laughs> I'm all on board. Why? I'm all on board. We need an A-Rod type to own a team in this town. Oh. We need somebody who can relate to the youth of America. Have we ever had an owner that wasn't an old white guy or a medium-aged white guy? When you're in a town where your most dynamic owner is Ziggy Wilf, you're in trouble, okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, Jim Polad doesn't exactly light up the room. Jim, if there's a riot out in front, Jim Polad can't go out and talk to people. Glenn Taylor can't go out and talk to people. Mm-hmm. Craig Leopold would go out and talk to people and complain about something. <laughs> uh, there's, I'm I'm all on board. A Rod, I think, will appeal because. The youth of the the the, the under thirty crowd, right? Mm-hmm. They don't care if he took steroids. They don't care if he disgraced himself. They just know A Rod from TV, right? Shark Tank, something. They just know that A Rod, the one that's running around with J Lo or not. We don't even know if that's still going on. But uh, I'd like to see the booty on those kids, by the way. But anyway. <laughs> There's there'd be some there'd be some booty between J Lo and him, but anyway, I'm on board. I'm I have decided I'm on board, and let's not wait two years. Let's let him buy the club right now. And uh, you know, now when Calvin sold to Polad, yeah, he was going to run the team for a while, and Carl was going to take his advice and. <laughs> And that, I didn't remember this. That's what they said. That's what they said on Friday, and by Monday they were all fired, and they gave Calvin an office. But everybody else, the whole family was going to still be employed, and they got rid of all of them in about twenty minutes. So I got a hunch that uh, now maybe it's just that they don't want to come up with the, all the money until two years from now. You know, maybe they want to come up with a third, a third, and a third, and that's why it's going to take two years. But. Uh, uh, Glenn's, uh, I, I don't think they're going to be there for Glenn's counseling, uh, as to how to run a franchise, but I am not, 
I'm not that worried about him packing up and moving either, because I don't think the, the the NBA thinks it can get two million, two billion for expansion teams in Vegas and Seattle. They'll never get that in Seattle, but they might get it in Vegas. Mm-hmm. They're not going to let it, somebody just move there, unless you want to pay, unless you want to buy the Timberwolves and then give them give the league another billion and a half for moving to Vegas. That's not going to happen. So I'm not that fearful of him moving the franchise, but. There, you're right. I mean, you've talked about it. You just talked about it when I came in here, and I assume you guys talked about it earlier today. There will be a demand for a new arena within two years uh, yep. maximum. Yep. Or, you know. You know what this is, Patrick? It's the Norm Green playbook. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the Norm Green playbook. You get to town. Hey, A-Rod, it's A-Rod. We love you now, right? Right? Yeah. And so then and so then, what you do is you start saying, but we need a new building and people say bleep you we love you but we're not building you a new building then you yeah, threaten you got you got to think of this yeah the mentality for new buildings compared to 1992 true. and now but true the, but but you cannot you will never be able to prove to minnesotans after the building orgy of the yes. last uh 20 years and no, all going back to Oh nine, right? Uh, well, going back to the X in two thousand. Yep, and then TCF, the building yes. orgy, orgy of the last twenty years. You're never going to convince them we need a new arena. They'll just say go play in St. Paul. Yep, you know, and they'll say no, we can't do that. We we want our own building yes, where we, we keep all of bit. our money. Uh, but yes. but anyway, the Norm playbook then included, and this is the parallel. It included his first choice, Anaheim. The league said no, you can't do that. We want to expand there. But we'll give you the ability, if you can't get a new building, to move. And then you've got your choice of whatever yeah, site you want. I'm just, I'm, just say, I'm just saying it's naive to think that these guys aren't going to get here and start threatening. Uh, yeah, but I Eventually. think I think maybe the two years is, is supposed to be a non-threat period or something. Right? Maybe. Uh, and I'm not saying it's going to happen know, within two know, years. The market that would love to have a team... That's ready to go is Kansas City, but that wouldn't appeal to A Rod and this guy any more than us, right? Mm-hmm. Middle of the country, smaller town, yeah, that wouldn't appeal to him. It's going to have to be someplace sexy. I had the thought Long Island in the new uh, Ooh, yep, in the new Islanders building. What I was thinking, too. three teams there. You're out on the, right by Belmont, you're right near the Hamptons. You know the people can come down, and then you got you know they got three hockey teams in New York and. Uh, you know that's that's oh, one Cat, I was, Cat goes home. That's uh, yeah. Home. That's exactly. that's one I was uh, thinking. That's of. like see you guys later. <laughs> yeah. That's one I was thinking of. But I think that uh, you're right. The the, the A Rod's going to come in and schmooze us and win us over. And if you don't mind, you know, if you're a 30 year old kid, you're going to love him, right? If you're 35, if you're 40, you're going to love him. You don't care that about all the lies and the, you know, the fact that if you listen to him on TV, he drives you nuts because he never says anything. <laughs> if you listen to him on TV and he says, you'd rather be behind two runs than one run because you always oh, want to be behind by an even number. And and you're a, you know, you're a non-baseball guy. Listen, no, look at, listen, I never thought knew that. Instead of, what are you talking about, you moron? Like, I say, you know, yes. So yes, but this is not my world, you know. Right, this is not but, my world. But the business world doesn't change. No. So so yes, you're right. The kids will love it, and and you know what? They were chanting Norm, Norm, Norm for how long? Right. Well, that's because he. I could see the that's Wolves making the playoffs. That's because he stumbled A-Rod. into the Stanley Cup Finals. I, no, but without I'm, even trying. I know, but what I'm saying is we fell over ourselves for a time there thinking that this guy was the greatest thing. And A-Rod, you're right. He's going to schmooze us. He's the music man. We're going to buy game, into this. Game three of the Stanley Cup Finals against Pittsburgh, when Norm is up there like Nero taking bows. Yes. Norm, Norm. Yes. And they win and go to ha- go ahead two to one in the Stanley Cup Finals. <laughs> and Norm, Norm. And that, of course, is the famous night I've talked about so often. <laughs> I'm in the car. Dark Star's doing two to three. 
I mean, noon to three, midnight to three show. And the topic of the night is, does the Twin Cities need a negative sports columnist like Patrick Ricey? Because I had ripped Norm that day for not having the Stanley Cup finals on over the air TV, (laughs) just on cable where they pay pay pay-per-view, you know. Yes. And, uh, you know, and two to one, they were going to win the cup. And then. What well, uh, then they then they got beat, came back. Then they got beat the next game. Got beat the next game. And what was the final? Eight eight to one. I think with the one, last yeah. game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, there was like game six here, right? A great coincidence. Norm for the when they came back for game six, Norm was miffed because they had an auxiliary press box, right? And that was taking some seats in the arena where he couldn't charge Stanley Cup Finals prices. He went into the lunchroom. He had him knock the walls out of the out of the lunchroom there and put it in a corner and put seats in there. That's where I like watched the tempor- game six. Temporary bleachers. Yep. And we would look like the Nazis waiting for the <laughs> allies to hit the beach at Omaha. You know, those bunker sh- shots you always get in the war movies, right? We were like the Nazis up there. And Norm got his extra... <laughs> 200 seats or whatever the hell it was. And then it was eight. And in the middle of that game, the TV, the, the TV bleeped. And that, and the show that came on was eight is enough. The show, oh, that, no the show that came on was a sitcom. It, it was something went and like for a minute, oh. they had eight is enough, which was a sitcom from then. And I think that became my lead. Eight was enough. No. You know, some, and I think I wrote about Norm having us up here in the bunker and getting their ass kicked. And uh, and Badger Bob was, was he dead a year later? Yeah, it was a year or two. It was yeah, shortly thereafter. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, was, he got Bob sick won. and died very quickly. Badger Bob Bowman came back cup. then. But the good news is Herbie lived long enough to see Badger Bob win the cup. That's all I like. You think that bothered Herbie? <laughs> oh, no. After his brief flirtation as the North Star coach? Yes, or his and, brief time as the North Star Ranger coach? With the Rangers, too. Oh. And to see Badger Bob see Badger but Bob you know win what? the cup was not a highlight of... Uh, not a highlight of uh, of Herbie's life, that's for sure. The A-Rod uh, possibility here, if it comes true, is going to be perfect for us. For people in our jobs, oh my God. It's yeah, be but a, I think, you, you know, it could be pe- fun. people are going to love him. It could be fun. Because we like insincerity. Yes, no, I know. You but you like to, to point it out. That's my point. How far is it away? But my the, po- the most insincere guy we've ever had is two miles away. Playing football from where we are right now. Mile and a half. Yep. We love him. We do. We love insincerity. But you Blue Holtz, we love insincerity. But this will especially benefit you because you like to point out the insincerity. <laughs> oh yes, yes. But I'm all in. Let's get A Rod in here. A we need a we need somebody interesting involved with that franchise, right? We we need here's the the NBA is about what? Celebrity, yeah, right, yeah, exactly. And since we, it's you Hollywood. know, you get a rod, and then all of a sudden, people are going to start looking at this team nationally because they got a rod, yep. And suddenly, cat and ant are going to be they're not going to be first tier, but they're going to be they're going to be in that conversation, you know, about ah, what are they, you know, what are they doing this summer? You know, are they going to get traded? Are they going to get new contract? You know, what the, What are they doing this summer? You know, they're going to be oh, in that. make them a draw, no question. They're be in, yeah, he will. And now will he be, will he be willing to spend much of his winter in Minnesota? That is the question. Will he show up at the games? He will at first. Yes. But I'm telling you, this well, is where he'll love the ovation. Oh, and he for gets a while, it's going to be it's going to be a great start. Oh, it is. I guarantee it's going to be a great start. But what's going to ha- happen is at some point in time when they make the ask of the building, his attendance will probably lessen at that point. Oh, yes, because the first this time like, he gets moved, Pat, this few, is come on. The first time he gets, and we've seen this, before. and the crowd for a Timberwolves, the the actual ticket buying crowd. Will not be where most of his popularity is. His pop because that's an older group. His popularity will be with yeah with the gamers and the you know the video crowd and the and the people you know it'll be like with 
Kip Scoggins' son who tapes Jay Morant games. That's the crowd, you know, 18 or whatever he is. Yes. He'll be very big with that crowd. And they might even start showing up sometimes. Who love the NBA, even though most games are lopsided and you know who's going to be in the semifinals right now. Mm -hmm. So, anyway. Yeah, but it's yeah. We might as well take him. We're, Let's go for we it. We are so gullible too. Yeah. Are, oh God, we're, we're gonna we're gonna we are. absolutely love this. You know who's gonna meet him within if he's in town for a couple of days? Oh, Philip. Philip John will yep. come over and meet him. Oh yeah, Philip John will come big, over and meet him. Big fan, just of like big he, fan of yours, hey, Just met like just like he met Rock. I I got to get a chance to meet. He'll he will if he sees a Rod getting a little attention, he'll be over there. Attending his first, oh, he uh, will have A Rod Skype with recruits. Yeah, probably. Yes, that's right. No, A Rod is. Uh, is he loyal to the Canes? I don't know. He never went there, but I mean, he was. I think is that. Yeah, I don't know was, who he's. Is loyal. that where he was going to go play if he wasn't the number one overall? Yes, graduate? I think it was. I will say I liked him as a kid. He Did was, you? Yeah, but he became. <laughs> uh, he became a marketer of it marketer of himself he didn't have to market himself because his abilities mm-hmm. did that for him he's the best 19 year old baseball player you've ever seen him and griffey on the same team basically both of them you know probably the probably the best two teenage baseball players of my lifetime were teammates out there what three years apart or something but uh when they but uh you know griffey Griffey just relied on baseball and a surly attitude, but A-Rod became a marketer of himself. And then he went to New York, and he really found out the value of BS, you know? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He he became as polished as, as you possibly oh, can. Oh, yes. And he, 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 this is a remarkable comeback. One of the—he's as disgraced as Bonds— Maybe more so because he, he got caught. He admitted it once and got caught again. Yes, and and lied through his teeth through the lied, lied, yes, the and, whole and time. Basically, he had to walk away from tens of millions, right? Because mm-hmm. he and uh, and uh, he got disgraced more than McGuire, and yet he's he's a Rod. Hey, a Rod, how think, you doing? I think, wear, you know what he can do? He can wear a nice suit. Well, he can, but I, but I also think he enjoys the challenge of seeing how much you can take. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's like he good. thinks you're stupid, and sometimes he's right. Yes, yes. I always said about Reggie. I like Reggie. <laughs> the reason I like Reggie is he gave you credit for knowing he was full of crap, mm-hmm. right? He he would give you the BS, but he didn't expect you to believe it. I, you know, not all the time, you know, he didn't, A-Rod thinks you believe it. Yes. That's the difference. A-Rod, and he's right 75% of the time, probably, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But he's, uh, but hey, you got the franchise that's had a little bit of a struggle since 04, right? And you got a chance to have somebody that has got some sex appeal. Why not? I mean... My original reaction was not that phony, and and now my reaction is, eh, why not him as as well as any other phony, right? You know, he's uh, you know, he's good for him, and you know what a great phony he is. He went over and ate Glenn Taylor's wife's banana cream pie and told her it's the greatest banana cream pie he ever ate in his life, right? I want a tape of that conversation for the lies. The lies told. Oh, two and a half years? Oh, Glenn, like we'll, we'd love to watch what you do for two and a half years. Yeah, right. Yeah, we want to see how this. He pr- probably told his partner, to see just shut these, up and don't say a thing. I got all this. We want to know how this smooth operation's uh, oh. working here. But you know what? I think it might buy Gerson in, in the coach a year, don't you think? Yeah, it, I, I think so. I have no idea I what they're going to try and do. They'll let Gerson's. He doesn't. He has no gift of BS when he's trying to talk to the public. Uh, Gerson, I mean, he yeah. never never says anything. He's a he's a world class sayer of nothing, right? But I don't know. Can yeah. he can he get in a room and BS with a Rod and tell a Rod what he wants him to hear? I I don't know. I you know he. 
I thought he'd be smoother than he is, but uh, I bet he can do it though with a Rod because I think the I think what he's trying to do with with us is the same thing that Rocco does, yes. which is which is we got all the confidence yeah. in the world in column A. He's our yeah. guy. He just te- he's going to tell us nothing, but he's not good at it, and he doesn't give a damn. He just tells us nothing. He's yes, he, but he's, yeah, but hey, Rocco's. Actually, I mean, Rocco drives you crazy, but he's better at saying nothing than Rosas. Yeah. Rosas is the worst at saying nothing. He's the server in that curb your enthusiasm of, of there's been a disturbance in the kitchen. <laughs> he, he literally, you know, what color is your tie? I think my tie is self-evident. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell him. He's not gonna tell Larry or Jeff the disturbance that happened, but he is acknowledging that there has been a disturbance yes. in the kitchen. That's yes. Rocco Baldelli mm-hmm. in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, him. Uh, One of the best scenes. Rocco, yeah. <laughs> yes, and uh, anyway, uh, I don't, Rocco was supposed to, I'm not Rocco, uh, A-Rod was supposed to be in town to, not, not supposed to, there were speculation, he was, he and this guy were going to be there tonight and maybe wave. I don't know, I don't know if because of the circumstances with the young man being shot in Brooklyn Park and the turmoil that's taking place, if that's going to occur. Okay, I don't even yeah. know if the game's going to occur. It depends upon how much hell gets raised tonight. So, Right. We have not uh, seen what was said yet at the uh, press conference about how this came about, but anyway. If you want the best lawn on the block all season long, hook up with a Minnesota-grown lawn care company that knows that dandelions, mystery weeds, bare spots, and blight are completely unacceptable. That's professionalturf.com. If you want service techs with 20 years of experience, techs who throw down a combination of environmentally friendly weed killer and slow-release long-term fertilizers, then visit professionalturf.com. And you know what? While you're on the website, take a close look at their landscape projects. And don't forget, they'll service your irrigation system, too. You will have the most lush and luxurious lawn on the block. It's our one stop for exceptional landscape irrigation services and the best lawn on the block, professionalturf.com. And the Twins also are supposed to play four games here and uh, they start in lousy weather. And, one o'clock today. Yeah, they got to play today because tomorrow, 37 and snow. Oof. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. welcome to Minnesota. Yes, that's Welcome true. to April. And we're waiting for Donaldson to have a fast track. Uh, we may, we may, might as well leave him and mothballs till they leave town, right? <laughs> yeah, that's to, what I said. May. Anaheim. Well, why, yeah. why put yeah. him out there on a, on a field like this? Okay. Now it's, I said this on Twitter today, this morning. I, I had this thought this mm-hmm. morning, too. There's really nothing more fun in baseball if you're a cynic and and realize it's 162 games and everything's not a crisis, there's nothing better than a very unreliable closer because it bonds us all. Wait, it bonds us all. Wait, where, bonds, where does third base coach? Where where does a wavy yeah, but, third but, base coach rank? But but yeah, but they don't blow as many games. No, they don't. The but I'm server. I'm just saying, is the closer the best? I mean, I were closer's best. Okay, yes, that's closer's I'm, best. I just closer, asked you. because it doesn't make any difference if you're an old fan yep. or a young fan. <laughs> Or if you're a casual fan, or a hardcore fan, or if you're a Republican or a Democrat, if you love Trump or hate Trump, you can all get together and hate the bad closer, right? And column A, in a mere, what, nine games, has a... Has, has gained that status. It's pretty incredible to gain that status so quickly. Took Ron Davis a while, you know. I compared him to took, RD yesterday yes, on Twitter. Took, took Ron, I tried. Took Ron Davis a while to establish himself. But I said this on Twitter today, and all the responses named Ron Davis yep. still. When was R.D.? 84? Yeah, mid-80s. 84, mid-80s. 82, right, to 84. Declan wasn't born yet. No, he, hell no, wasn't he near knows about He knows about Ron Davis, you know, so. I, I got a Matt Capps response. I said, no, nah, he's not I, Ron I, Davis. No, no, no. Matt Capps was, you know, we were mad at Matt Capps. A, he was fairly unreliable, but we were mad because they gave up Wilson Ramos yes. for him when they didn't need him. Yep. Yeah, you R.D. Know. was 82. I think they got him from the Yankees. Yes. And I think he was done by 84 yeah. or 85. And, but 84 is when Maybe. we really got mad at him because yeah. they were in the race. Yes. And he kept urinating away games. <laughs> and 
it was, I mean, it was fantastic. <laughs> you know, one of the great nights of my life. We're in Cleveland. They're trying to hang on. They're chasing Kansas City. Well, they're only one behind or something. There's 800 people there. And this this guy's out beating the drums. And, and he's the only guy in the whole stadium in the bleachers. There's, they didn't have a 1,000 people in this mammoth stadium. And Jamie Quirk comes up. And Gardner, throw, Gardner goes out and talks to him and Gardner himself goes out and talks to him and says, don't throw him a fastball. He's walking back. He isn't to the dugout yet. And Jamie Quirk has hit the only uh, home run and the only at bat he ever had for Cleveland. The only at bat he ever had for Cleveland. He hits a home run. And and some of the stuff that manager Gardner, uh, Gardner said, he didn't have an office in there that it was just a room, you know, just a little area in this cramped, lousy visitors' clubhouse, <laughs> and he basically badmouthed everything about him, you know, just ripped RD up one side and down the other, and RD was standing about twenty feet, <laughs> sitting about twenty feet away. That was having a drink, you know, Slick having a drink, and uh, oh, and then when did we fire Slick? Eighty six. Yeah, it was during 86 and they 86. brought in Ray, right? And then he gets a job as a, then Dick Hauser gets sick, right? And dies. And, yes. Or is going to die. A brain, yeah. Get die. Brain, and, brain cancer. And they hire Slick as the manager in like late, right yep. at the start of spring training. Yep. So I go up to see him and I think it's Bobby Nightingale was there covering the Royals. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting, we're in clear, we're in the Clearwater ballpark. So they're playing the Phillies and spring training. And Slick is from me to you away in the corner of the dugout, and we're sitting down there. There's 200 people there, you know. And Nightingale said, I said to Nightingale, what's he making? What are they paying him? He says, I don't know. He says, I don't know. I didn't ask him. And I said, Slick, what are they paying you? 300 grand, pal. (laughs) You know, he adds, you know. 300 bail, not not bad for a tube salesman, you know, which he always <laughs> talked about selling meat, you know, meat salesman, tube salesman. Oh, God, but, he, uh, was he was the greatest. But the but the, the punchline in there is they had a right-handed pitcher, big right-handed pitcher, tall right-handed pitcher with glasses. I think he wore glasses. John Davis. John Davis was one of their prospects. And I said, Slick, this kid looks pretty good. And he says, yeah, he does, but what do you think the odds of me having a tall right a reliever named Davis on my team again? <laughs> He's got no chance. <laughs> I'm not putting him on this club. I already had one of those, you know. Oh God. He was uh, <laughs> We don't get that from Rocco. That's no, sure. no, you don't. We don't get that. But that uh They've invented some ways to uh, that day yesterday. I, I didn't see it. I was up in Collegeville and I was listening to it on the way back. But uh, uh, what Shoemaker like went freaky or something? Yeah, and, and, he lost it and they didn't take him out. Yeah, why? And, and I don't had, know why and, they didn't I mean, take they him took out. They took out Pineda with seventy. Yeah, which is what I don't understand. Before, why then, not leave Pineda in? Yeah, so that, that you save the bullpen, so that you can rely on Shoemaker starting to struggle. Did Rogers ever get in the game yesterday? Then no, or? no. No, no. They brought in. Um, they brought in Stashik, yeah, and, and he he, pit, he came back run, in right. and then hit and then he hit a guy mm-hmm. and he sort of just lost it and then they brought in Thielbar and then they brought in Colome to close it out and so they he was awful. So Schumacher gave up the three run homer to make it six four, and then and yeah. then Stashak was charged with one run right. Yep. So so you know what. Listening to uh, uh, Mr. Provis on the way home, you could tell his apprehension when Colome entered. Oh, to, uh, to Robles uh, came in before Colome did. Did and, he get him out and, again? And he he threw eleven pitches in the what in the eighth. He was fantastic, and he came out. Okay, because we had to go to our because we had they, they had to yeah, which I don't we, understand we since to, they don't have a closer. And, and they let Colome finish. And Robles looked fantastic. They huh? let Colome finish. Yeah, he's looked good so far. And then Alcala came in after Colome got I one g- out and gave up the home run. Gave me my chance to break out the line, though. Hansel, and we have we have Hansel, and we now have Regrettable, too. 
<laughs> You're right. You've been, yes. you've been sitting on that Hansel one. Hansel and regrettable. Yes. Uh, yes, come But I, you know fruition. what? This sounds like BS, but when I, I think Jim Suan wrote something optimistically about as as season was, as camp was starting, about the new bullpen and column A. And, but they were, like I read about, a day or two earlier about how Colome, who throws 75% cutters, his velocity was going. He didn't throw as hard last year. Now, they might have been trying to blame that on the pandemic season. Mm-hmm. But every time I see a guy who relies on the cutter losing velocity, I think of Phil Hughes. Because uh, I read something when Phil's was Hughes was struggling. I just went back to try to find out what was going on. And there's all kinds of of analytical work on cutters lose velocity. Guys that throw cutters constantly lose velocity. And that's, you know, Hughes was cruising at 94 when he had the good year here. Mm-hmm. And the next spring he couldn't hit 90. He was throwing like 87, 88, 89 in spring training. And they were saying, ah, well, and so he's getting loose, and he's and he was saying, you know, he was he's not a BSer, but he was trying to say, well, I never throw great in spring training, but he never, you know, ninety became his best fastball, mm-hmm. and this guy he didn't throw hard. No, he used to throw hard. He yeah, didn't throw hard anymore. All now. I mean, Robles throws a lot harder than he does. Mm-hmm. But I will say, in Rocco's defense of. Yeah, the quotes today about he's our guy, blah, blah, blah. That is no different than every other manager who has tied his wagon to a closer. They will say that till the bitter end, and then they'll drop him yeah. like a bad habit. They yes. all say, yes, he's we're, we have full confidence in him. TK would tell you that. Mm-hmm. We have full confidence in him. He's our guy, except two days later, it was the ninth inning, and somebody and else someone came else in. Exactly. <laughs> and, he dis- and this guy became the sixth inning guy. There so. is nothing Rocco says, for the most part, no. that you need to concern yourself with as being real. <laughs> yes, that's true, being, being the gospel. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, he's uh, going to say whatever he needs to say, but to, to it's keep he, from yeah. But I mean, yeah. he doesn't tell you anything about. I mean, a guy can have his leg cut off, and he might play in two days. I have been a client of the Canopy Group for five years, and at my last renewal, they are still saving me money. Patrick Ricey here to talk to you about your home and auto insurance. How long have you been with your current insurance company? When was the last time your agent called you and said they could save you money and get you better coverage? This just happened to me. Truly, it did. Each year, the Canopy Group reviews my home and auto insurance with their 16 companies. This year, they saved me an additional $791. How? Because the Canopy Group is keeping an eye on my insurance needs and making sure I am always with with the right insurance provider. Paying less and getting more is a concept I like. I can't promise that you'll save $791, but I can promise you they'll give you options. They'll even tell you if you should stay where you are with that company. Do what I did and contact them at thecanopygroup.com. That's thecanopygroup.com. I was talking to Lavelle yesterday after the game, and, and this is really, this is... Well, evil is a strong word, but this is the evil of the Zoom era. You cannot grill people. It's a tradition in baseball clubhouses. Is he a stand-up guy? Yep. You know, that's yeah, he's a stand-up guy when when he doesn't get him out. He like Rogers does. Yeah, yeah, he's a stand-up guy he when talk. he doesn't get him out. Yep. Well, you don't get those guys anymore. Nope. In fact, when they they told me that when they lost the opener. The only guys uh, they that there's only they only put two guys on Zoom, Rocco and one player. I can't remember which player, but was mm-hmm. Buck, who had a good night? Was it Buxton? Maybe I don't know. Who had a good first game? I can't remember. I but they know. only put yeah, they only put so you can't talk to Colome. Yep. You can't talk to Garver on what his view of the throw to second was. You can't. I mean, yesterday you can't talk to. You know, what the hell was that? You know, all you get is Rocco's BS. And I, I don't know who else. They, Buxton they obviously had on uh, on Zoom again Late, yesterday. but yeah, he, he but came you, on. But you only get the heroes. Yeah. You know, even the heroes of defeat, you don't get the other side of it. And 
Baseball is a 162-game melodrama played out day after day, and the downside, should you should be allowed to cover the down part as much as the uh, yeah. upside, but you don't get to. Sports are based on sidebars. Sports are based on the nuanced things that you can go talk to people about, right? Yes. And we can't do that now. No. And... I think the same thing. You're going to have the same thing in football, right? Did you get the? Did you get oh, yeah, the? No. Did you get the cornerback who no. uh, didn't cover who? No. Who let somebody catch ten passes last year on Zoom after Viking games? Dan Probably. Bailey, right? Yeah, yeah. You never. Hey, got you missed it. three kicks. What happened? Yeah, you don't get that anymore. No, no. But I mean, it's based on it's they based on situations. It. These teams, you know what? It's cost them a lot of money, but major league sports in the long run. Approve of the pandemic. Oh, play, <laughs> players, players, oh, and managers yeah. and coaches oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, they can't. Uh, and I don't think football is ever going back to something that, no, to well, what we had and, before. And baseball is going to be extremely limited. And, and how how do you cover baseball then, though? I don't know. I don't know because you're right. It's 162 games, and and it's ordinarily picking out the little stuff. Yes, I remember writing various. Gamers and stuff on Dave Holland's taking a guy out at second base and it sets up the whole inning. And you talk, yes. to, you talk to the, you talk to him and you talk to a couple other people involved in it and blah blah blah. That's you're not, and even if you get him, you're not going to talk to him for eight minutes and no. find out his history as a base runner and what where where he who taught him to. Who taught him to slide like that? And that's a you, you, the, the backstory is the backstory is gone as far as immediacy. Mm-hmm. As far as immediacy, you know. Now, if you can get a if you can get a phone interview with somebody and talk to them for thirty forty minutes, you might be able to get a, a piece that has a little meat in it. But the daily backstory is gone. Mm-hmm. So and and what's gone too is is the emotion. Like you don't get to go, you know they they've got got that uh, cooling off period that they call it. But there's a lot of times that guys don't really cool. You know they're still in the moment. That's gone too because if you yeah, sit them down in front of a minute, you, yeah. But if you and now if you take them to a Zoom room and you sit them down in front of the Zoom and there's a PR guy right there, they're going to be much more careful. You know I haven't heard him, but just from the quotes I was reading, what's happened to Cat? They can't keep him off Zoom, man. He's no, doing he go, Zoom he goes, all the goes, time. Goes. It's great. Yeah, I mean, he I mean he's, he's at least, he's taking more responsibility for being cat than he ever has, I think. Don't I, you? What do you think's going on? I think that he is, because of what he's been through with his mom and his family, I think that Zooms are actually serving as a therapy for him to mm-hmm. air his feelings. I really do. And you know what? Because he's talking There's about a bunch of different thing stuff. about A-Rod. A-Rod being here. Yep. Keeps cat. Well, like you said, if they go out to yeah. Elmont. Well, yeah, if they go to California in normal times, A-Rod and Cat are going to be having dinner together, right? Yeah. At some very nice place with very yeah. expensive champagne, and A-Rod's going to be picking up the check and then charging it to the team. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> but, he's uh, be paying the bill. Yeah, but, uh, you know, A-Rod and... A-Rod and Jordan Woods and J Lo and Cat are going oh, yeah. to be dinner. Oh, it's going to be great fun. I'm it's, not saying yeah. it won't be fun. I'm saying it's not going to end no, well. Yeah, get ready to. And by the way, those new stadiums we build now, those new arenas, the X cost what? Two hundred? Yeah. Two forty? Oh, they're way more than two forty. They're a billion now. Why did? Why? Well, I think it, it's a rhetorical question, but why on earth did they remodel Target Center? That's the bet. You know what? Same reason you didn't. Put a roof on Target Field. You took what you could get. They they eventually they okay. got they eventually got sick of running their heads into a wall with the state legislature, and they, the and they took what they could. Okay. get. Okay, yeah, and no, Jerry Bell will tell you that. They but took, I mean, they took what they could get, and that's what the Timberwolves to put, did. They took what they could to get. To put lipstick on that pig oh, yeah. of a there is no building like it left. They're all no, gone. And, and and when you look at it now. And you think this is the way this was called the ultimate arena when they built it. Yes, it was. But the I remember the worst thing about it is there are twenty five percent more seats 
upstairs than downstairs. <laughs> that they 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 built what eleven thousand bad seats, yep. right? Twelve thousand, eleven thousand five hundred bad seats and seven six thousand good ones. I want to know who designed it. I still to this day would love to know who who proposed that and said, you know what, Bob, that's a great idea. Uh, yes, and uh, by the way, people will love watching basketball or even hockey from way up there, yes. which we have no way of getting to, by the way. Their biggest problem, though, besides that one, is the suites. Because there was a, there's a still going to be, in the structure of the building, a lack of ability to put in suites. That, that's, yeah, what they, you know what? that's what they'll want more of. Nah, a lot of people. You got the upstairs, downstairs. You got a lot of people tell me the sweet business is not the future of sports. Oh, really? Yeah. That they, if you can get 40 sweets, 30 sweets, the idea of having the old endless sweets is not. Because uh, that's what the buildings that came along after Target yes. Center did, you know. Yeah, no, one thing the about United the Wild Center. is it, I don't think they have, they have a huge number of them, I don't think, do they? Uh, they got a pretty good number, yeah, because yeah. they they they've got different they've got a couple different tiers. But didn't they take some out to put in that end zone yeah, they, down yep, there? Yep. So I, I, but it's the club I, experience. I heard that. Yeah, it's the you know that, you want the yeah, club experience. Yes, that's it. I, the bar, it's not that, suites, but you have to have the lounge yep. in each end zone that's only for yeah certain people. But I mean, you still that that goes for a pretty penny. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I I I don't think there's any doubt. Where do you build it, by the way? The new arena? You tear down the... No, tear down the farmer's market. Well, you can't wait for three, four years. Oh, you could go you, play at the X. Yeah, you could play at the X. But you could That's also, if you're going to build a new one, you could build it down there on the where they were going to build the soccer stadium. Yeah. Before the genius... Uh, yeah, I'm sure glad they didn't do that. Pike Lane Betsy turned down the uh, soccer arena because they were going to not have to pay taxes on their... Uh, Sales tax on the materials to build it for free. I know. That was a fine decision. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But they're starting their season, by the way. I heard this rumor, right? Aren't they? What, soccer Declan. team? Declan. You can't hear us. Declan. Come on, Declan. I thought they're starting it a month late. Saturday. Hold on. I think that's the opener. I thought they were going to start a month late. I, I, I thought their whole idea was. Come in, Declan. He doesn't even like soccer. I thought he was a what soccer about, guy. No, that was Jonathan uh, Harrison. Jonathan, yeah. Well, I know that. I can call him. I can call Jonathan. He's my emergency. Does the soccer team start Saturday? Uh, yeah, the 16th. Uh, is that is that? We're the yeah. home of it. Yeah. Get the, with it. The, you're, you're, the Seattle Sounders. Yes, in Seattle. In six, Seattle. The 16th. Yeah, 16th, I don't think yeah. they're home for a couple of weeks. Yes, but they don't open the season at home. Yep, they're in Seattle on Friday at 8.30. Oh, we get to play the Sounders again. Mm-hmm. That's, Mackie that's who be. beat us, right? I think, yes. I think Mackie might be waving his... Uh, his Revenge, his, yeah. I hope he goes, yeah. Style, is yeah. He, uh, who's he rooting for? Is he that's a, a good question. guy or has he now become well, a Sounders guy? I suppose he was happy yesterday was that? being out in Seattle when the, when the Twins... Urinated away that six-run lead. He was probably cheering out there in Seattle, right? With that nondescript ball club, I I don't know. That, that Trammell's a nice player, though. Yeah, Ooh, he can yeah, hit the he ball. Can, he can run. He's uh he's he's a good player. They have as bit they, they have as many guys as I've never heard of in my life till they came to town. Well, there's a few lineups you can check out right now. Good luck with Pittsburgh. Oh, good, I, good luck by figuring out that lineup. Boy, I feel sorry for my Washington Nats. I'm a Washington Nats fan. They got half their lineup still not playing. They don't. Their pitching doesn't give up any runs, and they still get beat. They can't score a run. Oh, they still got I COVID the protocol, Do- guys. I think the uh, Dodgers beat them one zero one zero. How'd the Red Sox? What the hell happened? Oh, they got know, swept by the Orioles and looked like crap, they, and they've won six straight. And now they're here today. J.D. Martinez, yeah, who hit three home runs yesterday, watching the video of J.A. Happ. He was at the ballpark at six thirty this morning playing. We can play. Don't worry about they this. Were, they were oh. begging him to decline the player option two years ago. Yes. Yeah, they're trying to get rid of. Well, they Babbage like they lost. They lost the first three to Baltimore first time in history. They were terrible. Everybody was, and now they're scoring twelve runs a game. You know they do have Bogarts and they do have him and they got a, a, a third baseman Devers can hit yeah, a little bit but the other guys are but I feel sorry for my uh, pal Shaughnessy the columnist out there 
because he was disemboweling them for now, three days. And now they're going after him, something fierce. You know, I love were, that talent. I love the East Coast. He was disemboweling them all I spring. I love the East Coast. He they didn't get even it. come to spring training. And, and he, he still didn't. Because of COVID, but he said made it because <laughs> who wants to watch this sunken ship and they haven't spent any money. And they're still going to stink because their pitching's no good. Okay. Marty Perez on the hill uh, in yep. Monday's game. So. Yeah, yeah, Martin Perez comes back for his. I'd rather have him. Than, uh, J. A. Happ. I do not like J. A. Happ. It's J. A. Happ, right? Yeah, I'm calling him J. J. A. Happ. No, I know. I'm, I'm just. I can never remember if it, which one it is. Uh, J. Happ is a tall Tommy Malone. Three to t- three and two on everybody. He's a tall Tommy Malone. Have you? You have never. Now this will be on later today. He might pitch a two hit shutout. Who knows? Well, two hits, five innings. Yeah. You, you didn't go yesterday. Did you know that Shoemaker works at? If a guy gets I on, we right get here. the wandering around BS. Oh, really? This drives me. I saw Lavelle take a shot at him. I thought we were going to be there four hours when wow. when, when she started. How so did they we, let him get away with it? We were uh, three twenty eight. First of all, three twenty eight. I don't know, but Patty Wander, you know, guy gets on, eh, I'm going to head, you know, wanders around. Yeah, maybe with his history, he's got to take time to see what hurts. But it's cold out. Just yeah. move. Your fielders <laughs> hate you. Yeah, well, probably. Unbelievable. Is that that much What are we going to do with Big Fatty? Oh, I wrote about it. Um, I know. And I got immediate feedback. Well, I, he can't to... play every day. Like, that's, I'm just starting No, from no, that. he's got to... Bring Kirloff up on Saturday. Well, I don't do. I never have to do that. And he can play got, some first. You base. don't have to do that. Let Ostadio play first. What the hell? Well, that's even more. But I'm just saying, I, I'm not advocating praising him, and I'm not saying well, that they should cut or cut him or trade him well, for you can't nothing because he's you can't send you him can't down. Send him down, right? But that. I'm saying so. The realistic option is he can't play every day. I do put him on waivers, and if somebody claims him. They can give me some guy and they can really? have him. Yeah. I don't think That's, it's there. Wow. I don't think it's there. I, I, uh, you know, what is, what pitch is he going to hit? They don't, they're smart enough now. They never throw him a breaking ball. It's over the plate. Yep. Right. That's the only thing he can hit. Yes. He's, it's awful. It's awful. Oh, it's unwatchable. It's a legitimate. And by the way, Polanco, he could mix in a hit too, but, uh, <laughs> Three for thirty-four, and he struck out in twenty-three straight games. Yeah, yeah, yes. I mean, it's all it's it's and it, as it, sad. And the trouble with him is, when it gets bad, it gets worse. Correct. Because then it's because now everybody's swinging. At the start of the year, he looked he wasn't chasing as many bad pitches. Right now, he's so screwed up that he's chasing bad pitches. I got a note from somebody last night on Twitter that said he's actually not chasing a lot of bad pitches and he's swinging at good pitches. And I said, well, that's a bigger problem then because what you're telling me is he can't hit good pitches, which yeah. which is yeah, why well, you're he in the wasn't swinging it. He wasn't early. He wasn't. The right. Late, but lately he is. Th- that means I call up. I call up the Marlins. Yep. And uh, I say, get James Rousen on the phone. And I say, James, you want your man back? Give us a pitcher. Interesting. Give us your pitcher. Okay. See, that's more you drastic know. than I'm going, but no. I don't know. But something has to be done. He's, I'm with you. We can't sit here. What is he, 27? He's 27. 28, I think 28. Phil said, yeah. And, and, and he might be 30. Yeah. There was a big controversy about how old he was. We, we scanned his, his skeleton. Yeah. You remember yeah. that? Yeah, we did. We, that was a, that had to be a big machine when you scan him. This is Ricey for EcoFun Motorsports. The preseason sale on all bikes, scooters, and ATVs is going on right now in Forest Lake. Beat the spring rush, and EcoFun will give you the free storage with your purchase until the weather is a bit more bike-friendly. If you enjoy bike rides on a summer day, but maybe your knees aren't what they used to be, then I recommend that you talk with Tim Bloom, the owner of EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. Tim and his family will personally help you select the e-bike that is right for you. They will even deliver to your front door in the metro area. Take advantage of the preseason sale prices right now. Bentelli bikes and Yamaha Power Assist bikes are at their lowest price of the year. Check out 
EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. Take a test ride and put biking back on your list of favorite outdoor activities. They also carry a full line of Yamaha scooters, motorcycles, and a variety of Yamaha ATVs, including ATVs for kids. Check out EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and online at EcoFunMotorsports.com. That's E-C-O-F-U-N Motorsports.com. And tell Tim you heard it on Racy Unchained. How about this guy being back? My all-time Berkey. favorite, Berkey's. That's the one guy I'd rather have in town than A-Rod. Oh, Berkey's Berkey. Great. Berkey's oh. the greatest. And he's trading for guys left. He's yeah. just trading for Jeff Carter in Pittsburgh. Hates Europeans. Oh, yeah. I used to hate Europe. Yep. I don't know if he gets them now, but he at one point he hated Europeans. Yeah, I think he, tur- I think he turned around after the Sedins, right? Yeah. Because he got the Sedins <laughs> yeah, in Vancouver. Maybe he hated Europeans. But he's the, he's the greatest. <laughs> he is. I died a guy who never played hockey, right? No, he played in college. But but he, he he never played he, pro he, when he got here. In the NHL. He moved here when he was like sixteen year old guy. Moved to Dinan and never played. Oh, hockey. I He'd never seen okay. hockey. So yeah, I something like that. Anyway, is today the deadline or tomorrow? Today, this God, afternoon. How many trades has there been? Oh, you last, gotta love the NHL. We're making trades at midnight. Did we do anything yet? Not yet. No. What are we waiting for? Are we going to do? Something? Not, I'm not sure. Though. I'm not. I sure want Chris Simon. I wanted to, Chris, the risers, remember? The, the risers, risers' greatest move of all was time. Was that the end of him? That Oh, publicly it was. He, he was eviscerated publicly well, for that Well, because he said he was going to be a leader. And Remember when they used to have that up on the, they used to have the famous quotes up in the press box, and they had a quote from Chris Simon about being a teammate and stuff. And I said, I said to Sickman or somebody, I said, yeah. You can find him. This was up there for like two years after he left. You know, he was as big a. They're mutt. quick now to replace stuff. By the way, he's as big a mutt as they've ever had, man. Oh, he was. Yeah, the riser was absolutely filleted for that one, and he oh, deserved God. every oh, bit God. of it. Yeah, but he was a bad guy too. He was just a jackass. I tried to talk to him once. He was bad guy. Didn't have yeah. any time for it. Yeah, yeah. The, you know what? The problem is, is. Garen's smart enough that I don't think he's going no. to make a Chuck Fletcher trade. No. You know, just, when Fletch would swap well, I his think some picks. of Fletch's trades were because of uh, Leopold. Probably. We got to make the playoffs. I think we this guy. Make the playoffs. Yeah, I we think this guy has probably told him we're doing it my way. Well, yeah. Yeah, probably. That's uh, that's good. Well, you know, he uh, might have to trade a couple of more of those staples that uh, Leopold, uh, that uh, Fenton gave him. Uh, Fenton, uh, Team Fenton, this is what I call it. Most of their key players yeah, are Fenton. Fiala yeah, and, yeah, yeah. He's, he started all the trades. Mm-hmm. He started cleaning out the uh, room. So what happened? 9-1. How'd that happen? Didn't show up. It was awful. It was <laughs> awful. And, and I, I complained about this with this Phil. Is this the first time no-show? This is a, no-show. This is a old-school wild no-show. No show. <laughs> but I complained to Phil, too. Dino leaves Kakadin in. For every goal, oh, yeah. it's, not, it's like you could put Cam Talbot in for the third period yes. and bring him back Saturday. Yes. He's not going to melt. No, I mean that's this poor kid. The, now he's, you know, his goals against averages. It's like the leaving a guy in for nine goals against is a story. It's like Kepler in spring training. You know, after a while, you're going to have to get ten hits to get above zero. Yes, you know, yeah, it was it was brutal. And he's he a kid in for the whole thing. Yeah, I was really surprised. Bad, by that. Uh, bad uh, weekend in uh, Pittsburgh for the state of hockey. We sent three teams out there, and they we let UMass win it easy. I think Mankato was the best Minnesota team. They should have beaten St. Cloud. I think they were the best Minnesota team, and St. Cloud somehow they beat BC, and then they, you know, they That's beat. De- Declan's club. They got they got drilled. Yeah. Oh, they were terrible. I mean, I, I but Matt UMass had better players. I, I watched some of it. U, UMass had they great the forward. They had great forwards. Yeah, they were the better know. team. Yeah, well, they, you know, by, it, far. by the by the third period and uh, you know against Duluth, it was it was one side of the ice too. Yeah. Well, Duluth, Duluth Duluth was out good. of no. gas too. Plus, yeah, they, they had were. nothing left. Yeah, but they had a bye. Why did they I, have a game? because I it must have been because of the, oh, the OT game that they played because w- when they when they went to overtime 
Shot for twelve to UMass, two before they scored. They right? never got like they I couldn't watched quite a bit of it. I, I like Sandlin, so I watched quite a bit of it. And I watched. Uh, I don't know the St. Cloud coach, but Hastings is a Larson. hell of a guy. Hastings no. is a hell of a guy. They say Larson's a good guy. Yeah, he's, he's, he seems like a good dude. Yeah, I haven't mm-hmm. met him, but yeah. I, I college don't. hockey coaches are usually pretty. Oh decent. yeah, they're yeah. great. Not as great as they used to be when they'd all like, sit and have lunch together. And Dean Haxtell would stare in your. Soul when you look at well, him, Dean Haxtell was going one place in the National Hockey League. Oh, the Bla- you that know, I talked to her the other day, the Blazer, who's one of my all time oh, favorites. How's he doing? Oh, yeah. I called him up about to answer some question about, uh, uh, I can't remember what it was. And then I talked to him for like 10 minutes. He's doing fine. He's living in Arizona, I believe. And, uh, you know, he's remarried. His wife died. And, uh, but the Blazer. Nicest guy ever when we talked to him and was, you know, you know, but they say he got you in the locker room after yep. a bad period. I've, I've told this story. He had an assistant. I can't remember who it is. North Dakota came in here and the, this was, it was in the X. So the, it was the final five and it was like, a, I was over there. It was a semifinal game and they were terrible. <laughs> and the next period they came out and they were like, Whoosh, and then, you know, and uh, I said to the assistant, I said, what happened between periods? He said, coach peeled the paint off the wall. <laughs> yeah. There are some good Dean Blaze stories about oh, yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I think he knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. Oh, he was great. He had some Herbie to him, I think, when it came to his ability to motivate between periods. Adjustments, they call them now. That was uh, that was a pretty good recruiting class that the third piece never came, though. Antonovich, Blazer, and uh, Henry Boucher was supposed to be the third guy that came to the U. And then they, they, uh, unlike today, <laughs> they could they didn't really open the gates to the U for Henry. They would have they were going to make him sit out a year, I think. So he went oh, and signed with juniors. Yeah, went and signed with juniors. That's the famous story, which I'll tell again. Of, of, uh, that's when you could send. Uh, send uh, boosters to recruit. So they had Sonmore went to see Antonovich, and they sent Bruce Bruce T. Lander up to International Falls to see Blaze, and they sent George Lyon over to see Henry at War Road. And so they got in a conference call that night because the next morning they were going to sign the letters of intent. And so... Sonmore got all three of them on the conference call and said, "How's how's it? How are we doing, there, guys?" And he says, "I got Anton all lined up. We're going to sign him tomorrow morning." And T. Lander says, "Yeah, we're good with Blaze. Hell, he's the damn near the valedictorian of the class." And they said, "How's it doing with Henry, George?" And this was when it was class ranking, and then AC did the class ranking could make up for bad academics, you yeah. know. Or made make up for bad test scores, and uh, and uh, the uh, George says we just got one little thing we got to figure out. We have to tell the girl who thought she was the valedictorian that she's now the salutatorian. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got to tell her that she just got beat out at the finish <laughs> line by Henry to get him in school. So. But Henry is a great guy. But that would have been a pretty good recruiting class. Yeah. <laughs> Antonovich plays. And, and, so he, uh, he signed with? Uh, he went and played juniors, juniors in Canada. Yeah. yeah. But that would have been. Uh, is Sonmore the greatest character in this town among coaches? You're Bernsey. I would say you're Bernsey. Okay. Would be, uh, and probably, probably him because he was always up. Yeah, well, Bernsey would be. He also know. ran through every like permeation of Minnesota. Oh, sure, like Gophers, oh, yes. Fighting Saints, North Stars, crazed alcoholism, dedicated sobriety, yeah. dedicated sobriety. Yeah, he's as he's as much of a favorite guy of mine as I mean, you know, I'm not a big hockey guy, but God, I'll, I'd sit and listen to his stories for hours. They were unbelievable, <laughs> and he, unlike me, he didn't have to tell the same ones all the time. You know, he was. Uh, I remember talking to Bob Rouse. What was that? It was Bob Rouse. Yeah, Bob Rouse, the defenseman. He was mad at Bob Rouse. And he said, because uh, he was, all of a sudden he was puck handling puck. He said, I've seen guys like him. They start off like, a, they start off as a crusher. 
they turn into a rusher, and then they're an usher. <laughs> yep. That was his. That was the first time I heard that was from him. That's one of his own guys, you know. But oh God, he was funny. God, he was funny, you know. So, you know, he got uh, he got he got Antonovich into college over at the agricultural school. After your second year, he had to get out of general college. He got him into animal recreation. <laughs> He's really? looking to get him, yeah, supposedly. Some kind of animal recreation inside. Oh, and God. Anton's line, supposedly. What do I do? Walk cows? <laughs> <laughs> he loved Antonovich, so he loved Antonovich. He's a hell of a player. Oh, God, he loved him. He uh, you know, I I went to his going away party, and Anton came down for it out in, at his senior living place yep. before he moved to Toronto to live with his sister. Yep. God almighty. I could have written a novel that night. The stories they were telling, you know, there was a hundred of them there that played for him. Most, mostly gophers, you know, right. it was great. Oh, it was great. All right, sir. All right. We were in a good mood today. Not much ranting. A-Rod, you want A-Rod? Bring A-Rod. What the hell? You want it's, A-Rod. it's the NBA. Let's go. If you have questions about your retirement savings, do what I did and work with a person that knows what the heck is going on. Uh, work with Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. My guy Josh will give you straight talk and not sugar-coated advice. Learn how you can benefit from Josh's focused approach by setting up your own no-cost, no-obligation, 48-minute consultation to review your investments. Call Josh now, 952-925-5608. 